Oh, hi, Parrot. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Salty Sisters. I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Sage. And we're the sisters you never knew you needed. We have a very exciting episode today where Sage and I will delve into something quite personal, our religious beliefs. And I apologize in advance if you can hear squawking in the background as I am outside in my new hometown, Brisbane, Australia. Yeah, it's definitely feeling a little bit tropical over there this morning, but I think it'll be all right. It's going to be great. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This episode is called Maybe Today, Satan, in parentheses, the reluctant Christian versus the atheist. So Mackenzie and I each really wanted to talk about what religion has meant to us or not meant to us and how that's played a part in the people we have become and the women that we have become. Um, And it's really actually kind of maybe shocking to some of you or surprising because I identify as, I guess, a Christian, and Mackenzie, I (laughs) sound very confident in that. Thank you. And I think, Mackenzie, you identify... I don't. You don't. You're a non-identifier. Yeah, you have no... No, I wouldn't say I'm an atheist, but um, yeah, we'll get into it. That sounds amazing. Um, So before we begin, I know this could be a very sensitive topic for a lot of people. Um, I know a lot of people that know me personally really do like associate me to Christianity. And so I think that given the uh, fan base we have now with this show, I really want to challenge... Thank you all for listening. Yeah, I really want to challenge each of you to try to listen all the way through and try to just hear out what we're actually saying and not what you just think we're saying. I think the biggest problem I have with Christianity today and the world today and how we treat each other is I feel like we just have stopped listening to each other and we're all just trying to make a point at the end of the day. Um, And so I think that's really what Ken's and I are trying to get at is like you can have different experiences, you can have different values, but you still need to treat each other as people and you still need to see each other and hear each other. And so that's why we're doing this episode. Yeah, and maybe the world would be better for it if we all just took a second to try to understand the other person's perspective and understand that each person's journey is their own and we don't get to control the outcome. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Okay, so to kick it off, I know we've said once before, but Sage and I were raised in a very religious home that identified as Christian. And we went to a very, we were raised in a very small town in Colorado, and we went to the same church every single Sunday without fail our entire adolescence until we graduated from high school. Um, our dad was in the band at church, and we, my parents were sort of seen as like fixtures within the church itself maybe not maybe not fixtures hard to say that seems like a strong term you know what I mean (laughs) our our family was was well known within the church and the community and a lot of the people that went to the church were a part of our upbringing and we knew them from birth until graduation and it was a very tight-knit community Uh, however Sage and I both had our own experiences growing up within that church and it led us down specific paths and Sage is going to kick us off a little bit on her journey because she's the eldest. Oh is that why? Yes. So kind of Age before beauty. Yeah I think for me growing up in that church I think it's really actually like quite it's been such a twist of irony I guess that I ended up becoming like I guess and 
please, like, you can't really see me, people, but I'm using air quotes right now, that I was the one that became a Christian because, quite frankly, growing up, I was so disinterested. Like I've said in the previous episodes, you try to make me do something. Like, you try to make me turn right. I'm going to take two lefts, right? Like, that is who I am. And so you tell me every Sunday that I have to not only put on a dress, which is total bullshit, but also go to church and have a good time and pretend to be a happy family. Like, that's just not the way to win me over. So I was very reluctant. And I really, like, I felt like (laughs) our church growing up was just, right? Like, the demographic was, like, old white people. So that's what it was. It's, like, something they enjoyed. But as, like, a, you know, 15, 16-year-old, um not my thing right like (laughs) wasn't allowed to wear my studded belt on Sundays like just you know um so very much not my thing and very disinteresting like I don't think I ever really heard a sermon or a worship song that I found to be like genuine or interesting like it just nothing it wasn't really like speaking to me does that sound fair Ken? i mean there was that one song all things are possible <laughs> and that all was just things a possible. <laughs> if you haven't heard that banger really do look it up it's fabulous Dun-na. yeah I- <laughs> yeah and i feel like because our church was led by mostly older white men the narrative was very much based on that and as a young girl within the church we were raised uh in sort of like a purity mindset so it was always you're gonna grow up you're gonna marry a good christian which is like this term that they used to describe people like it was their color of their hair <laughs> <laughs> i just Oh, he's that Christian flavor. (laughs) He's that Christian flavor, that good Christian. Um, My mom, bless her heart, always uses that term to this day. She says, like, he's a really neat Christian or he's a really good Christian boy. (laughs) How does that that sit with you? (laughs) Oh, I'm trying not to have a tone. But the narrative was very much like you will grow up. You will marry a good Christian boy only uh, because our church was incredibly homophobic. And you can then have babies and you can raise them within the church. And that was like the option and the path laid out for you. In my opinion, I felt very much like that was how they they sort of geared their lectures towards girls in particular. Mm. And they also really once again did like the purity mindset where like your virginity was everything to you and you weren't allowed to give it away until you're married and that was the end of the discussion there was no further discussion ever except i remember our older brother once saying at youth group he he went to a like an all boys youth group and they had a they had a talk once about you know how far is too far when you're the boy and meanwhile like the girls are just being told be sexy enough to be wanted but not too sexy where like you cause some men discomfort mm. or make them think about you in some other facet beyond just a good Christian girl. Right. Like, be a woman enough to get a husband, but don't be a whore. So, on the topic of purity mindset, I ended up dating this guy, this boy, 
man-child. Now, would you say he was a good Christian flavor? Totally. And I was so stoked when we met because that was like one of the first things he told me. And what's really... Um, Low-key, you guys were very obnoxious, by the way. Okay, but here's... I digress. (laughs) Okay, but I think the reason I was so willing to date him originally was because he said he was a Christian and that's all I had been told from my mother is you will not have sex, I will kill you, and you will date a Christian. Those were the only two things my mother ever really told me about like dating or sex. Like to this day, it's still true. And so when he told me he was a Christian, I was like, oh, that works out great, you know, because that's the only thing I'm allowed to date, I guess. That's that's the box. That's the box. So I guess I, okay, great. This is working out. But it's funny because I chose to abstain, but not because it was something that I like was believing in from a standpoint of like, oh, I, I'm, like, saved, so I'm not gonna have sex. Like, that's actually not the reason I abstained. It's so ironic. The reason I abstained is because I absolutely did not want to risk getting pregnant at any point while I was with this person. Um, and that's another story for another day and maybe a bottle of wine, but that's just the truth to me. And it's really funny because he never once asked me if, like, I was a Christian um and so it was just like really weird because I was dating this very like I mean he went to church he played in a church band like he was just like super Christian dude and I was always just like I don't really know how I feel about it all you know I'm just kind of like hanging out you know but you're so used to that culture and you're so used to like the church circle once you like get into that so it's really interesting because that was actually like my situation with dating in the church yeah Yeah, mine was a little different because when I was in high school, I met Matt, who's my now husband. And oh my God, everyone was so aggressive. So aggressive. The fact that he wasn't a Christian Mm -hmm. and he wasn't good enough because he wasn't a Christian. Yeah. I mean, he had brown hair. I don't know what else you could want. That's like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was really hard for me because growing up, like, I have a real people-pleasing mindset, unfortunately, and I really wanted to be, like, a good daughter for my parents, and I really wanted to be what they had set out for me. Like, I really, I really wanted to. Like, I wanted to be the Christian kid that, that, like, loved Jesus and went to church and married into the church and all this this uh, stuff but the truth is like I just I saw a really ugly side when I was in high school and I I let it all go because I just couldn't I just couldn't come to terms with the fact that that's what religion meant Mm. and I figured if that's what it meant to be a Christian I wanted nothing to do with it yeah so in high school like I lost a very close friend um in a climbing accident and their family wasn't a part of our church but they were a part of the community that we grew up in and my parents made me go to Sunday service when he passed away like two days prior and I remember I remember the sermon like so clearly because our pastor instead of choosing to like uh, show empathy for the teenagers who had just lost a really close friend he chose to give a sermon on the fact that that kid could have given his life to God earlier and sometimes people die really young to save them for some from like a worse fate and it just really hit me that like he would he's not extending love to people but more fear um and like I had a total breakdown I was sobbing in the church and I had to go home and I I never went back after that because I just like 
I just couldn't believe that somebody who was supposed to be the head of an institution that is based around quote love would treat people that way you know and then and then when I sort of came into my own personality and own set of values in my 20s I realized that we were raised in a very like homophobic and racist community and and I just don't think that's what Christianity should be so I don't mm. identify as a Christian at all because I think uh, the majority of people within a church actually don't do what they're called to do and that love people yeah like, to me that's all you're called to do if you identify as a Christian you should love people and not put your values and your beliefs on them yeah just be there for them yeah man that's terrible yeah I hate that so much makes me so mad yeah um, so like on one hand I had that happening and then the other hand like I had um I had fallen in love and everyone was just like so negative about it yeah and so anti-supportive and that's the other flip side of it you know it's like yeah. those two things coupled together really really drove the stake i get that though you know that's really shitty actually to be treated that way well it's the truth <laughs> yeah actually i i think it's interesting because even though i think you know like i i believe in god we're not sure where you stand right but um i think i've had similar experiences as you just being either judged for something or just having like really negative completely inappropriate experiences within the church with you know within people that are like you know like pastors and youth pastors and stuff like that like um I just I've seen so much ugliness that I can really relate to you in that way because currently Taylor my husband and I we've just stopped going to church like we've just stopped and Taylor Taylor comes from like a really solid background where like he really has always enjoyed church he you know he loves like the community side of it and we've been going through like a really big transition in the last five years away from church I think it has taught us so much about what it means to be in a community and really care about people and not judge others and really seeing people for who they are and meeting them where they're at instead of just going to church and trying to like prove something <laughs> to the people around you and you know then judging them and making their life miserable. Yeah like I never understood like the showboating. I, mm -hmm. There's like this real weird showboat element yeah. to a church where people go and like pretend that they're praying harder or or worshiping harder yeah. and it's like I mean I really believe church for our parents was more like a tool for trying to keep us in line maybe just like to help us be more manageable because my parents had a pretty wild upbringing themselves and I think that it was yeah. just kind of their way to like you know like use fear to like just try to keep us away from things they didn't yeah. want us to do i agree i think they didn't want us to have a childhood like they did yeah uh, like my dad had a good childhood our grandparents on that side were amazing but our mom has a different story and it's not ours to share but it's really twisted and i think yeah. she just didn't know what to do with three kids yeah totally. and the church gave her a community to help raise them right like it's never okay to like i shouldn't start with this never okay but i have wondered a lot about like just you know i think the most sex education any three of us ever got was just like don't have sex you have sex with him you have sex with her i'll kill you i mean that's literally what we were told like that was the end of story don't smoke pot i catch you smoking pot i'll kill you you know i'll kill you 
Uh, well, <laughs> it's just not yeah. like a good technique in my opinion. So it, it does, it no, gets confused, then, you know, like when you yeah. use a like religion as oppression, especially on your children, it's very confusing and it causes long-term trauma that they have to like unpack. It does, yeah. yeah. And then not only that, but I feel like at least, you know, we grew up in the Christian community, so I can't really speak to other religions, but in our community, fear was used as a tactic continuously. So like, I remember my dad once telling me that his favorite passage was, one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that I am the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why he's a Christian. He told me that. I mean, he might deny it, but it's true. And like, what a load of bullshit that is. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're telling your daughter. Like, that's why you should believe because mm-hmm. you don't want to be caught out. Yeah. I'm like, I would love to be wrong. Like, I don't fear death like all these people with religion do. To me, it's hard to get past the point that people are just trying to like set themselves up for the next life but they sort of just live this one like an asshole in order to get there like that's not cool they just shit all over this life (laughs) shit on everyone they meet yeah and like what kind of god would tell people that like they don't like you're supposed to love everyone but then there's a subset of people you're not meant to love and and you're supposed to be a neighbor to everybody but then half of you aren't getting into this golden palace like if if those are the people going to to heaven then sign me up for hell it sounds like a party Like me and Satan, we vibe like Maybe that, today, you know? Satan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that. So I kind of want to talk about me becoming a Christian eventually. Is that okay it's with you? I, I think we should jump right into it. But okay, no, it's my show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's so funny because we have so much in common when it comes to this. When I was 18, I did not want to go to college. Like I said in my previous episode, check it out. I think it's like episode three. And so my mom had been looking at Bible schools online and she found one in Hawaii and she kind of pitched it to me like, hey, I know you don't want to go to college. Also, like side note, that was a huge fight between us. I was like, yeah, finally you're accepting it. Great. And she's like, well, I found this Bible school. And I was like, eh, pass. And she's like, well, it's in Hawaii. And I was like, okay, we can talk, you know. And so I ended up going to a Bible school, and I would say 100% sure I was actually not a, quote, believer at that point in time. I was not sold on the idea. And I think for me, I was just on this real life journey. Like I said, I will just go where the tide takes me. You know, I'm having this feeling. I'm going to feel it out and see where it takes me. And so this was my feeling. Like, I just want to see if Christianity is real, right? Like, because I'm just surrounded by a lot of not realness. And so I went to Hawaii and I met just a lot of really, like, I met the most genuine people to this day I have still ever met in my life. And it, like, actually gets me a little choked up because I think for the first time in my life, they actually like, looked at me and just saw me for who I was. And that was, like, enough. I think that's so beautiful. And they just really, like, they wanted to make sure that everybody just felt like they were a part of something. And to like really listen to people and to hear their stories and their life stories and their traumas and just to like try to meet them where they're at and also just try to give them a tool of hey like God is love and so here is this idea right it wasn't like I'm hitting you in the face with the Bible I'm hitting you over the back with this Bible it was God is love and you have this trauma in your life and so like maybe this is a path forward for you and that for me I was just like yeah this makes sense to me you know like It makes sense to me. I want to believe that I was created 
intentionally by like a higher power, right? Like I want to believe that my life is that beautiful. I want to believe like that my husband was made with me in mind. Like I want to believe like my son, you know, like I couldn't have dreamed up my son in like a million years. Like he's such a firecracker. It's insane. It's insane to me to not believe that God had some part in that, right? Like that's just a part of my spirituality. But the really sad part to me about it all is I had that incredible experience and I traveled the world with those people and it absolutely was like a top shelf like I will never forget an experience but coming back from that like I still have yet to meet another group of Christians that absolutely did that or a community like that that say they love God and believe in Jesus right and behave that way it has been crazy difficult to find yeah and I think part of that is you know like in the United States capitalism is king and churches have become captured by capitalism in addition to everything else yeah you know we have these big telly pastors and and I think it's really hard to find people who just want to like live their truth yeah because it's scary and it goes against like the the majority of people who just fall right into line totally yeah that's my hot take on it <laughs> i loved those people by the way at your school they were so wonderful yeah i mean even you liked them right that says something i don't what's that supposed to mean <laughs> well you're not the biggest fan of just christians in general you know and that's fair that's that is, fair that is not true oh you are a fan you're making me sound like I'm like anti-people. You're not. I think you inspired me actually a lot because I think that becoming, like identifying as a Christian is a really difficult thing. And I think that so much has happened, right? Even in just the last five years here in the United States and politically speaking, I think it has really, really forced me like looking at you to stop and like reflect and to really like sift through and try to like decide what I really do lean on and what I really do believe. And if, for example, when you and I talk about abortion, it's like, oh wait, you know, growing up in a Christian home and, a, and in the church that we did, like we were told all of the time, they were so open about it. Abortion is wrong. Abortion should be illegal. They're killing babies. And, and I mean, this is like real stuff they said, like from the, um, what do you call that? Pulpit? Pulpit, yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck the, the word is, but that's just not okay. You know, if you look at it historically, banning abortion is used as a tool of oppression and it's a political tool in our country. It's so bizarre because in Jewish culture, abortion is a part of it. Like they will always save the mother over the baby in like any kind of situation that calls for it. But here in this country, we take it and we've like weaponized it against each other. And, you know, talking to you has really inspired me to look at my beliefs and, you know what, like, I don't identify with that. I just don't. Yeah, and I just, you know, I felt like I spent so long, so much of my adolescence, like, trying to fall in line and absorbing, like, a sponge what they were saying and spewing it back at people. Because that's what you do as a kid, right? Like, you see what your parents do and you take that on and that's, like, your, your identity. And when I sort of broke away and became my own person, which was, like, its own fight, um... I decided that I wanted to try my hardest to just to not spew my own bullshit at people. So here's my podcast where I spew my bullshit at you. <laughs> but no, I just don't think that just because you believe something, especially something written in like a random book, you should be allowed to just put that on everyone else. Hmm. Yeah. And 
the thing is like most people that they try to oppress with Christianity how are they even bothering you like let's take the trans community for example who are being absolutely abused mm-hmm. by the media right now when's the last time a trans person you even met a trans person right right like, they don't bother you they shouldn't bother you because they're <laughs> What, yeah. what the hell? Yeah, I know. Like, you know who's bothering you? Dave Ramsey. Okay. Like, <laughs> God, take the fight to the person who deserves it. Oh, man. Yeah, it's interesting. It's such a weird church culture here in America. I can't speak for Australia, but it's so... Neither can like, I. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's it's hard when you grow up in church culture here because there's so much shame and fear, like we said, used as tactics that when you try to break away from that and you try to really sift through and figure out what you do believe and what you do stand on it's really like i personally have so much shame when like my mom or my mother-in-law is like well why don't you go to church anymore you know people just assume that taylor and i aren't christians or believers anymore and i'm just like just because i stopped going to church doesn't mean i don't have core beliefs anymore i don't know it's just weird to them it's all that matters is just showing up and going to a church and being like part of like a body and it's just trash like there's so much happening outside of that but yet you don't see christians being a part of that or like really doing much about it you know yeah not at all yeah and i don't know i just it's just really frustrating to be raised in that environment yeah and then to you know now we're both in our 30s and we look at our parents today and it's like maybe you guys could actually take a page out of your own book and and put some of your hostility against people aside yeah you know for better or worse they can be a little bit hostile towards people and it's really it's hard it's hard to stand up and be like you're wrong and you know it is hard you're just spreading your hate around seriously though that's what Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. (laughs) I really, I do struggle so hard with this. And, you know, Christianity and church has been such a huge identity in Taylor and I's relationship. And we've really had such a big shift in just like each of us trying to figure out what our own personal relationships with God are, you know, outside of just showing up to church every Sunday and feeling good about yourself in that way. I don't know. Like the shame is so hard and... I just remember a few years ago, I was with our mom and she was asking me why we had stopped going to church and I was trying to explain not really being heard. I was like, too much has gone on. Too many experiences where it was unacceptable and um, I won't get into it, but then she's just like, well, you just need to go to fucking church. And I was just like, that's it right there. Like, right there. That's it. Like, you just, (laughs) you're screaming at me telling me I need to go to church. And I think that was like, I maybe went like two or three other times after that and then no more yeah it's look it's a powerful institution like there's a lot of powerful people within a church community body and i think people go a lot of times to like tick the box you know yeah i don't know i find more value in like a chemistry lab personally (laughs) and i just i think there's a whole subset of people out there who do yeah. And then are, are made to feel guilty because you don't follow, like, the, you know, American dream. Our country was, quote, built on God. Like, that's bullshit in itself, too. But mm-hmm. it's really ingrained in American society in a way that I think a lot of people overlook. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I mean, I feel like our country has become so polarized in the last five, what you say, like, five years, you know? And I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. You know, it's like, if you vote Republican, right? Or if you're a Christian, you lean Republican. 
and you lean on those values and if you don't then you're a sinner and you're a democrat and you're a liberal and you're going to hell like it's just become so polarized and the middle ground has just evaporated in our country feel free to reach out and tell me that you totally disagree or that it hurts your feelings but i think the christians deserve all the flack they're getting like if you're gonna identify as that you need to do better and this is me sitting here saying like i don't identify as that anymore really but like (laughs) do fucking better like i'm just so sick of it like i am and i think that like we all like If you're going to say that you believe in God and you believe in Jesus, his message was love if you read the Bible ever, you know? So, like, maybe start there. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So, I was in a Bible study once that said, like, the basis of all humans is evil. Hmm, How neat. And I have never gotten to get past that. Like, so we come from a God that's good, but we're all evil. This is a great way to start. (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah me and satan vibe like that (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know it's hard i just i don't know it's hard because when you move away from it it's like you see that a lot of people use it as a free pass yeah like a like a shield for their nonsense and i just don't care for it i don't either i'm with you i totally respect that people want to they feel a need to to like have some sort of faith and a higher calling and and such but yeah exactly i mean I've never felt judged by you for what I believe. You've always accepted. Oh, thank you. You've always accepted me for who I am and what I'm going through. But, you know, I probably haven't done the same for you always because there's so much fear, right? Like, there is. There's just so much shame in our family associated with it all. Are you worried I'm not going to be in the next life with you? I've already secured a top-notch spot. Have you already signed your lease? <laughs> I've already signed my lease. People need to stop being so mean to each other about it. Yeah. And look, like, you know, I said earlier, like, the trans community has done nothing to me and nothing to most Christians and we should all probably get past that. The Christian community has done something to me so this is a grudge I get to hold. Well said. (laughs) As I undo years of purity mindset abuse. Oh man, well I hope some of you can relate you know either growing up in the church or whatever you know it's it's a muddled murky thing in our country for sure. It is. Yeah. Do you think people are going to get out of this what we want them to get out of it? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Do you not? I do. What did you want everyone to get out of this episode? I wanted people to understand that it's okay to choose their own path. Like, you can choose your own path within a church. You can choose your own path outside a church. And people will support you in that if they love you. Yeah. I mean, especially, like, we're always talking about this, right? Here's the thread, right? Like, as women, we're always told we can't be this and that and we must do this and that. And, you know, this is such a good example of why Mackenzie and I have always felt that our whole lives, right? Like we're only told to be this certain way. Uh, here's also a hot tip. Here's a hot tip on churches. Normally they have childcare on Sunday. So I'm saying like, if you're a busy mom and you're sort of over it, you could probably drop your kids <laughs> off at a church and go have like a me day and then pick them up later. Maybe just stay for like half the first song or not even just get out of there. No. Hightail no. it. <laughs> Hightail it. Drop them off. Check them in. Make sure they have a snack. Get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want to circle back and say, like, if you identify as a Christian and you have never once, like, really delved into this or done some self-reflection, maybe this is a good time to just sit back and do some of that. I would agree. You have our our full support in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) 
<laughs> Did we just start a cult? What would our cult be called? Oh, the saltine. The saltine. <laughs> oh, That's what man. we're calling our followers. Thanks, you guys. Like, subscribe for more. <laughs> cool. All right. And like, subscribe, and share. Like, subscribe, and share. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we hope you just have a terrific day. Or at least the day you deserve. Have the day you deserve. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay. Bye. Bye.